How do you deal with a game like that? You know, it's uh, it's tough. You know, uh, from a player standpoint, it's definitely tough. You never want to lose a football game, you know. But at the end of the day, you you got to sit down and you got to realize that you are playing amongst the best in the world, and that happened to be the best defense in the NFL. And you know what? That, that's not an excuse by any means. But you know what? It, obvious. We 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 didn't show up to play. You know we. Uh, we, we came out confident and we had a great week of practice, you know, as a, a lot of the guys have said, and that's a, it's a true statement. We had a great week of practice. We were, you know, prepared and whatnot, but we didn't execute when we were supposed to. So, I mean, it is what it is, but it's definitely not going to be a, uh, it's not going to be something that turns this season, you know, in the wrong direction for us. We're still very confident and we still have a, a lot of games left in front of us to prove to the rest of the, you know, organization, prove to the rest of the fans and the rest of the NFL that we're a great football team. That was the best defense you've seen? Yeah, I mean, statistically, yeah, in the front seven, 100% it was, yeah. Yeah, they're good. Four number one picks, I think, across the board. Yep. We had a soundbite from Devontae after the game saying, when we're winning, we're the best team around. When we lose, we suck, according to the media. <laughs> Do you listen to the media? Do you hear the positives, the negatives? Does that get to you at Careful, all? Careful, Z. You're never in the locker room. I am. <laughs> Besides hearing about your guys, uh, your great show you put on, I, Thank uh, you, Billy. I, don't, uh, I don't really pay attention to the media, and that's not a uh, – that's no offense to anyone in the media. That's just the position that I'm in. You know, there's a lot of different, uh, there's a lot of different things that are said in the media. You could be having a great year, and there can still be media around the country saying that you're one of the worst teams, you're one of the worst players, so on and so forth. I'm all about positivity, and I'm all about happiness, and that's one thing that I want to, you know, keep instilling within my teammates in the locker room, and that has a, a big part, I think, of our success this year on the football field. So media has not really been a, a, a big part of me and my career. It's not something I pay attention to because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the media says. They're not the ones on the field playing. <laughs> that's true. Even even as a young player, that, that was you still had that same attitude, or is this – sort of the good vibe, the positive energy, something that you've grown into as a player? It's definitely been uh, grown into. It's something that I've always believed in, but the last couple of years, it's definitely been something that has picked up the pace. Um, you know, my father played, my brothers played, and, you know, I've learned a lot from them, and that was one thing that I learned, you know, early on, and that's not something that I learned in the NFL. That's something I learned when I was in high school and when I was in college is that there's always going to be people out there with different opinions that are completely different from yours, your families, and the people around you, and especially your team. So you can never really uh, take all that into consideration because at the end of the day, you know, I think as a lot of people in the world know, uh, energy is a big thing and if you get into a funk that's that's something that's hard to break out of whether it's depression or whether it's you know a losing streak or a winning streak it really doesn't matter that's something that's tough to break out of and in a game and in a sport a team sport at that like football when there's you know 22 guys on the field at the same time 11 on your team everyone has to be on the same page and if everyone is in a great mindset everyone is you know in sync then you're going to be successful that's why i i'm fascinated by the whole cocoon aspect of a locker room where you Always say, well, yeah, I don't read the paper. Yeah, I tune everything out. I, we're, you, we are just focused on us. And as long as that dynamic inside the cocoon uh, stays positive, as Matt said today, even last night, 
There's no finger pointing or this or that. It's just, all right, fellas, we got beat. Let's get better, and let's see if we don't get beat again. Uh, but that dynamic is really interesting how you guys are so inward-looking and inward-dealing with each other. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a special thing, and I, I've been a part of a lot of different locker rooms. I've played with a lot of great players, and this is, you know, by far the best locker room that I have been in, and, and not just from, you know, a player standpoint, having the great players that we do on this team, but just from a standpoint of everyone having the same goal and there not being any me, me, me players on the team. Everyone is working towards the same goal, and that is to go to the Super Bowl and to win the Super Bowl. You know, I've been on a lot of teams where a lot of guys are out there playing for individual success and that's not something that uh, you know really correlates in this league just because you have to be on the same page with 11 other guys yeah, on the go football play golf be yeah, that's I, what you want. exactly you know it's it's tough but you know at the same time it's uh, I give a lot of credit to you know all the other guys in the locker room and the coaching staff for coming in this spring and basically just saying whatever's happened in the past has happened. This is a completely new team. We really don't care what happened in the past. You know what, from this point forward, we're moving on and we want to be successful and this is how we're going to be successful. So what were your expectations coming to Green Bay? You're an unrestricted free agent. I think you were one of the last of the four signed, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. I think so, uh, in that little flurry in the spring. Uh, why here and what were you thinking when you got here and has it met those expectations? I wanted to win. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I've not been on great football teams in the past, and, you know, uh, you only get so long to, to play this game and to play at this level. So, you know, it, it was time for me to, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to uh, pick between a couple teams where I wanted to go and I wanted to I wanted to win. So, you know what, I sat back, I looked at my options and, you know, this was the team that I picked. And, you know, a big part in that was being the, the history that the Green Bay Packers have, you know, notoriously winning and notoriously being successful in the NFL, but also some of the players and some of the leadership that I have heard throughout my years in the NFL, whether it's Aaron Rodgers, Brian Balaga, David Bakhtiari, you know what I mean? Those guys are have been successful in the NFL and just kind of sitting back as a spectator when I'm not playing and watching teams play and seeing the success that they've had in the past. It's something that I thought I would fit in with and something that I wanted to be a far, part of. Far different from when I started this show. I mean, you were banished to Green Bay. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, yeah. were, if you, you know, if you don't stop messing around, I'm going to trade you to Green Bay. That was what was going on in the 80s when this team wasn't winning. All of a sudden, you get a couple quarterbacks, very attractive place to come and play. What were the other options for you? You picked Green Bay. What were the other, other teams? Um, I think the the next closest team I was probably deciding on was Arizona, and that was um, you know I, I had some coaches that ended up going to Arizona that I have uh, played for in the past, so it was a uh, it was an appealing option nonetheless. But you know I mean to be completely honest with you, uh, uh, Green Bay was the right fit for me. You know it was uh, it wasn't really that close to be to be completely honest with you. Um, you know, talking with the coaching staff and, and talking with my agent, this was uh, ultimately the best decision for me. Tough night last night. Brian goes down with a knee. He didn't get much of an update from Matt LaFleur. He said, I prefer not to talk about it right now. But uh, he did walk off the field. We'll know more a little bit later this week. Alex Light goes in alongside you last night and is really thrown into the fire. That was a tough, tough duty. Yeah, I've, uh, I've, I've been in that position before. Have you? Yeah, you uh, – 
it's tough. It's tough to come into a game when you're not when you're not starting as an offensive lineman, and you know, kind of the way that things go throughout the week is if you're not one of the starting five, you know, it's tough to get you reps against the defense and the structure that you're playing that week. You know, nonetheless, yeah, guys do get reps, but you know, you're definitely not getting nearly the amount of reps that the starters are getting. So you got to be very mentally on your game, which I think he was mentally on the game 100%. You know, you know. Uh, the young guy Bosa that he was going up against uh, most of the night. He's a talented player, you know, 100%. But you know, Alex Light is also a talented player. I've seen Alex Light, you know, block Zedarius and, and block Preston with ease at, at practice all training camp and throughout the season. So Alex Light definitely has uh, the ability, and I think Alex Light is going to have a very successful career. What's the wide nine like? How difficult is that? You've seen that a couple of times uh, from both of the Bosas, as a matter of fact. It's a uh, it's interesting. It's it's annoying as an offensive lineman because uh, if you're not if you're not really thinking about it, you know, you get a guy that's lining up in a wide nine. In reality, he really wants to make you set out to him so he can give himself a two-way go. You know, you got to kind of set inside out and force him to either go down the middle or to take the outside lane. But you know, nonetheless, when you got an athletic dude like Bosa out there. It's going to be tough, man, you know, so, I mean, it is what it is. No one can be perfect in this game, but, you know, and, at the end of the day. Yeah, and once you're behind the chains, so, Billy, that's what really made it tough. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't always third and monstrous, but there are way too many of them, and you're down in the game, and that just is a recipe for a hard night's work. Yeah, I mean, third and long is tough especially in this league third downs are tough third in this down, league yeah. you know in general but third and long when you got to sit back and you got to throw the ball against a defensive front like that it's definitely tough so you know we put ourselves in those situations 100 percent. and moving forward you know i think it's going to be a, a a big a big thing that we work on is being more successful and more efficient on first and second down so when we do get to third down it's not third and long it's third and medium at the most it's that's, third and short that's what Matt talks a lot about. It's just, you know, that's, we got to get, we're having trouble getting, we're spending too much time with back on track play calls, and that yeah. has been an issue. We got to take a break. More with Billy Turner on last night's game. Looking ahead to the Giants coming up this Sunday. Don't go away. Fifth quarter returns right after this timeout. Hi, this is Rick from Ganya Clay Products. Return, powered by Top Golf Swing Suites. Your hosts, Mark Daniels, Matt Z. Our guest tonight, Billy Turner, the Packers offensive guard, joining us on the fifth quarter. We're going to get back to Billy in a minute, but hey, we've got our little fun and games department to get to tonight. Time for our hot play of the day, brought to you by our friends from Robinson. You know how it works. Guess the hot play of the game last night. You'll take home a prize tonight. Also get qualified for the indoor club seats for the home finale against the Bears on December 15th. Who's up first? Nancy is up first. Nancy, what's, what's your hot your play guess? today? It's Devontae Adams with the touchdown. Well, we can only give you a lukewarm play of the game tonight, <laughs> but it did come in the third quarter and did avert the shutout. Second down and goal. A little toss here to Devontae Adams, and he will take it into the end zone. Bakhtiari threw the block there, so they finally get in. Yeah, do you go for two here now? I think you do. First touchdown of the year for Adams. First touchdown of the year for Devontae, and the first time Nancy finally got it right. Way to go. She's not Congrats qualified. Congrats to Nancy. And we will do a cold play a little bit later on as well. <sighs> finally get in, and all of a sudden, boom, I get one right back. I mean, it's just 
the hurrier you go, the behinder you get, my mom used to say. And that kind of had that feel to it last <laughs> night, didn't it? <laughs> what was that saying again? <laughs> the hurrier I go, the behinder I get. <laughs> That was my mother's line. It's a it good needs one. to be on a T-shirt. Yeah, really. <laughs> but it was just that kind of a frustrating night. Uh, it just took forever for you guys to finally find some traction, and then boom. Yeah, it, it was it was a it was a rough game. I it mean, it was a rough game. It, it, there's not much more to say about it other than that it was rough, 100. percent um, You know, we uh, it was not a shutout. You know, <laughs> but. At the end of the day, we like I said before, man, we did not we did not show up to play, and that was obvious in the outcome of the game. We were not successful in a lot of parts of that game, and you know it is what it is. To be completely honest with you, talking to some of the guys in the locker room today, it's you know on to the next, the New York Giants. You know what are we what are we up against this week, and how are we going to be successful on Sunday? And that was the approach you took after Philly. That was the approach you took after L.A. This mm -hmm. team does have a very good ability to, as Matt LaFleur has told us all year long, hitting the reset button, good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, as much as you don't want to, you know, that, that's I don't want to say that it's a positive to negative, you know, because no one wants to lose football games. But, you know, when you're able to bounce back, you know, that proves one thing and that proves that you're not a bad football team, you know, because if you're a team that is going to go and lose a game and you can't bounce back and then you just fall into this this streak of losing games. I've yeah, been yeah. a part of that for a lot of years throughout the course of my NFL career. And that's that's not fun. And that, that's definitely not the atmosphere. And that's definitely not the feel in the locker room. Let's talk about your college career. North Dakota State, why did you choose North Dakota State? To be completely honest with you, I was under-recruited. I, I grew up in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. There was a, a lot of big-time recruits out of the state that year. Um, Chantrell Henderson was the number one recruit in the nation that year. He was an offensive lineman. He ended up going to Miami. But, you know, I was, uh, along with the rest of my recruiting class that kind of came from that Minnesota area, I was overlooked, man. And... You know, I, uh, I visited a couple schools. I, I was offered by a lot of schools that were in the Missouri Valley Football Conference, but ultimately I ended up picking North Dakota State. And I'd love to say that I picked North Dakota State because of the success, but the reality was is they were 3-8 and eight when I committed to them. And uh, I ended up going up there. I ended up playing my true freshman year. We ended up going 9-5, and five, losing in, I think, the semifinals to uh, Eastern Washington. And... Uh, after that first year, I think I only lost two I games. Say, you could have lost uh, yeah, two many other than that. I think that. I, I mean, only lost two games after that. You won three FCS. FCS national championships there. Yeah, I won. I uh, won three in a row. That's got to that. Uh, that's got to feel nice. <laughs> it was, man. It was a. It was a fun time, man. There was a, a lot of wins. There was a lot of success. There was a lot of fun, man. There was a lot of positivity going on in that locker room, and you know that that's that, that's kind of where I. I bring some of the positivity and where I learned a lot of things about how to be in a locker room. No, it was not an NFL locker room, but you know, if you chop it up, whether you're in little league, high school, college, or the NFL, a football team is a football team. It is the same game. And 
you're on a team with the same amount of people and your goals and your objectives are usually the same and that is to win every game go to the championship win that whether it's the state finals the national championship or the super bowl you know the goals are always the same and you know figuring out how to collectively get the entire team on the same wavelength to achieve that goal is you know one of the harder things i think in sports to do and you know it does start in the locker room and at the end of the day you got to go out there and you got to perform on the field but a lot of success is not is not out on the field you know football is you know a lot of people say it's 10 percent physical 90 percent mental you know and that that's that's one of the truer things that i have uh come to learn in my career is you have to mentally prepare and you have to mentally be locked in at every given moment because that is when uh that is when a lot of plays happen and it's not you know physically because at this level everyone is physically gifted so so you had a lot of success in college you're a third round draft pick in 2014 by the dolphins where were you on draft day who were you with what do you remember about that moment i was at home in my living room with my parents it was me my mom my dad and my brother and a guy that was kind of uh his name is adrian he actually became one of my friends but he was uh videoing kind of just the draft day experience so on and so forth but yeah I was just at home watching everything that uh happened and you know I got the call from Miami I was you know ecstatic to be drafted I was ecstatic to be a Miami Dolphin and uh you know it wasn't a uh it wasn't a great you know two and a half three years for me but nonetheless it was part of my road and it brought me to here so I definitely can't uh I definitely can't complain yeah it to I, I really love your outlook on not just sports but on life you seem it seems to transfer pretty well for you i i mean i appreciate that 100 percent. it's uh you know I, I definitely can't sit here and take the credit for that that is uh you know a testament to my faith and a testament to you know everyone who has been a part of my life whether that's my family my friends and the people that you know i've honestly just been blessed with to meet in the road that you know i've been on my path has you know led me in the right direction thus far and you know to be completely honest everything in life is not always going to be successful for me or for anyone else everyone goes through adversity and i've definitely been through adversity in my professional career but at the end of the day that adversity made me stronger and like i said before it led me to the green bay packers and you know what now i'm a part of a great organization and i'm on a great football team so your your fashion and your style you you've brought you've brought an upgrade to the green bay packers locker room i would say uh, your fashion and style but it's very important to you and it is all about about sharing that positivity through your fashion when when did fashion become so important for you uh honestly i, I couldn't really give you an exact moment and exact time i've always been interested in not only fashion but you know art and just the ability to to be able to express yourself um i grew up in a family where you know my parents were very loving my parents um you know they, they led me down the right path and they instilled in me very good things that i will keep with me for the rest of my life but when it comes to fashion expressing myself when it comes to positivity you know that's all stuff that was instilled in me 100 percent. but that's all things that have continued to to grow in me you know each and every day and like i say 
every year is completely different for me. Every year I grow some more and you know what, being able to come here and being able to bring a different aspect to this team is something that I'm very thankful for because you know, hopefully I will bring some positivity and bring some new things to light for some guys in that locker room. A lover of the arts, you bashes people for a living. <laughs> you know, it's a juxtaposition there, Billy, that probably keeps your whole self- He's a thoughtful gladiator. No, that probably keeps your whole self-balanced. Yeah. I mean, you, you play a ridiculously stupid, painful sport sometimes, mm-hmm. and, you know, to just escape from that and look at the uh, nicer things in life or the softer things in life. It kind of uh, keeps you even keel. Uh, yeah, it's uh I mean that, that that goes along with a similar question that I get is how do you how are you this positive dude? How are you so nice and so outgoing, so on and so forth, but then you get on the football field and you're ready to take someone's head off. I mean, <laughs> I, it's I don't know how that happened, to be honest. It's something that I've just kind of grown into, being able to, when I step on that field, flip the switch. You know, it is what it is. I mean, you know, my dad played, my brothers played. I guess it's something that just kind of is in my blood. I don't and think runs a lot of people family. know your dad played here. Three yeah. games as a member of the Green Bay Packers, Maurice, in 1985. Yep. yep. As a backup running back, brought on board. Never carried the ball that year. I was talking to you before the show. I covered the Packers in 1985. It was not a very good year. Eight and eight with Forrest Gregg. Uh, that was the last year of Lynn Dickey and Kaufman and Douglas. Remember, he cut the whole lot of them at the, after the end of that season. But uh, played three games. Did he tell you anything about Green Bay when you came here? Uh, he told me they played half their games in Milwaukee. Well, that's um, no longer the case. Yeah, thank um, God for that. And uh, he said it's it was it was a great place to to be. It was definitely historical, and you know, uh, being able to have me out here and to have me playing now and to have him come back and to be around this area, you know, he uh, he's definitely excited about that. I mean, um, you know, but I mean, he wasn't here for a long time. No, he wasn't but, here. Nonetheless, it's a part of his story. Now it's a part of my story. That's kind of cool. Back to your your fashion and style. <laughs> in in the locker room, if you're number one, who's number two in terms of fashion <laughs> sense and style? Uh, that's a great question, man. Um, man, fashion is uh, fashion is unique and fashion is different. Everyone has their own style. Everyone has their own vibe with it. Um, you know, there's a, I don't necessarily think that I have a style. I think I like a lot of different things and I, I kind of put all my own stuff together. But, you know, being around some of the guys in the locker room, some guys that I've noticed, you know, game day outfits, uh, Tremont is definitely always on point with his game day outfits. Yeah. You know, whether it's a suit, whether whatever, he, it's always, you know, very, he's in tune. He's and, coordinated. Yeah, he is, 100%. Very coordinated. Man. And you know what? It, it makes sense. He's been doing it for a long time. He, yeah. Who, who needs the most help? <laughs> uh, if, if you're the top, who's it's the baggy bottom? Sweats, the ripped Man, t-shirt. I don't know. I don't think I can answer that question. Yes, uh, you can, Billy. Uh, uh, Please, you Billy. You have to. Hey, man. You know what? Some guys just like to be comfortable all the time. <laughs> and you know what? I, I'm always comfortable in what I wear, but some guys they take it to another level. So. Uh, yes, do you do you create your own stuff? Do you work with designers? Anything like that? I uh, I do create a lot of my own stuff. Um, and that kind of 
honestly, it happened in a different way. I didn't start creating stuff because I liked to create clothing because I had never done it before. So, you know, I wouldn't have known if I liked to do it or not. I started creating stuff because stuff that I was liking and stuff that I was, uh, you know, interested in, I could not find in my size. I've, ah, you know, whether whether it be shoes, whether it be pants, sweatshirts, anything, I could not find things in my size. And one day I just kind of said, you know what, I'm just going to I just <laughs> I just dove in. Start, right. I started messing with bleach and tie dye. And I mean, now I'm here and I do create a lot of things. I'm actually uh, I created or I designed a jacket and a sweatshirt for uh my teammates and the staff for Christmas that I'll be gifting to them. Ooh, well, so uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be unique. It's gonna be a cool situation. I got a uh, I got an elementary school in Minnesota. I know uh, I know the art teacher. I'm friends with her, but basically, I gave the kids and gave her a couple different words: peace, equality, inclusion, and just basically told them to do a free draw free write session whatever comes to mind whatever they want to design and gave them some denim pieces that they're going to be uh, painting on and we're going to take going to them incorporate that yep. into the piece yes nice. yep 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 so it's going right. to be a it's going to be a cool situation then i'm also going to be donating a bunch of coats to a, a bunch of different local places here and to local places in minnesota nice. as well well done well done well done That's fantastic. Wait, take pictures i want to see them when you Definitely hand them out will. that'll be awesome will, hey we're going to take a break when we come back we'll look for a cold play and we'll look ahead to the g-men packers heading to the metlife stadium on Sunday. Don't go away. Fifth quarter comes back right after this. The family's hungry. You've had a busy day. Stop in at Burger King. I thought they could have overcame that, to tell you the truth, Larry, because the D, you know, was digging in. Uh, they fell behind 7-0 on one snap, but kept the Niners out of the end zone, and the offense just couldn't get any traction to crawl back into that thing. All right, let's try another. Next, what's your guest? Uh, uh, the Kittle 61-yard touchdown. At the uh, end. Yeah. Uh, the hot play was the Pax only score. The cold play came less than one minute later. George Kittle down the middle. Uh, turned Kevin around wide open on a 61-yard touch that made it 30-8. to Tremont Williams, who finished the game at corner, uh, he said that play in the game has not finished this Packers season. A loss like this, you know, doesn't hurt you as much, even though we know that this is a team who's, who's going to be there at the end of the day. Um, who we're going to have to face and we're going to have to beat. Um, we know that, um, but we know that we're capable of doing that. So at this point, we just got to um, watch this game, uh, get better from it, and continue on with our season. At the end of the day, it's only one game. There's so much put into this one game because it's two top seeds who are playing. Um, but at the end of the day, it's one game. It is. Eight up, like I said, three down. It's just one. It's over and done. Can't change it now, as frustrating as it was. Up ahead, New York Giants, young quarterback Daniel Jones, a team that has really been struggling. Uh, I don't even know if you've even bothered to take a peek, but uh, it's an NFC East team, and let's see what happens. Yeah, I mean... It's the NFL. Every every team is every team is good nonetheless, regardless of your record. Um, what do you think separates teams from a Niners to let's say a Dolphins? What's the what is the difference? It's not a lot. It's not. It a is lot. not a lot. And you know what? There's plenty of teams who are not good and for lack of a better word just trash one year and they come back the next year and they're that a playoff team, team. four games last year san francisco I, I, yeah look at them now i know 
Billy, what's your first football memory? <sighs> my first NFL football memory or my or first football overall, memory yeah. in general? First in um, general. My first football memory was my first practice in third grade. Um, back then, you didn't have to play flag football. You could put the pads on right away in third grade. So my neighbor was the quarterback. It was my first practice. I was playing center. I was the biggest kid on the team. And my neighbor was probably the most athletic kid on the team. And I remember getting down into my stance and grabbing the football, and I started yelling out the cadence because I thought I was supposed to. <laughs> I thought I was. I thought that was my job. I, I, no one told me otherwise. So, <laughs> how was that third grade football team? We were good, man. We were the best team. I mean, we. I don't know if we lost a game that year, but we, it was. We were good, and it was fun. It was. Yeah. It was You're a hooked. great year, man. You're in. And with it being Thanksgiving week. What's one food item that you cannot live without on Thanksgiving? Uh, sweet potato pie. Mm, good choice. Sweet potato good pie. Choice. I like Definitely. this guy. I like yeah. that guy, too. Uh, hey, Billy, it was a blast having you on. I think the fan, I told you you'd like this guy. Uh, you know, he's just not your average 300-pound uh, offensive lineman in the NFL. No, the NFL needs more guys like Billy Turner. Life needs more guys with this outlook that Billy has. I We'd be a better place. More, if more people adapt. Yeah, more Billy's, less attitude. Antonio Browns, yeah. less OBJs. You know, less love about their yourself, ability, love more their about humanity. Very well said, yeah. there, Z. Hey, Billy, stay like healthy. It. Get after the Giants. Let's get this team back on track. And uh, hey, maybe you can get back to Miami. All right. Started hey. your career there. Why not end a season there? And that's the plan. That's that the, plan. the plan. Billy Turner, thanks, man. Thank Appreciate you. you coming over. Appreciate it. All right.